Good evening, Northside family. Last week, we began a new series called Rooted. Rooted. All right, we're looking at the, the spiritual disciplines. Uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Uh, in Colossians chapter 2, uh, right, we read, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. So rooted. And so last week we talked about Bible intake, hearing God's word, reading God's word, and studying God's word. Tonight I want to focus on meditating upon God's word. So meditating upon God's word and memorizing God's word. And so we're going to jump into that in just a second. But I want to encourage you, after you watch this Bible study, would you spend a few minutes tonight in prayer? Uh, maybe just get alone uh, by yourself or maybe pray with your spouse or with your family and just lift up our, our nation and our country. Uh, we're just so divided right now. There's so much hate, so much anger, so much destructiveness uh, that, that's taking place right now. We just need to pray. Uh, that God would begin to work in the hearts and lives of people, that the church of Jesus Christ would just be a voice, just speaking into the darkness, pointing people to Jesus Christ, who is our hope. And so I want to encourage you, when, when you're done watching this video, just spend a few minutes in prayer. Uh, before we jump into tonight's uh, study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you, uh, God, that we can be rooted and build up in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the hope that we have in Christ. And Lord, as we think about your word, as we think about God, how you have communicated to us, that we can know who you are through the written word of God. Lord, as we think about the spiritual disciplines tonight of, of meditating upon your word and memorizing your word, Lord, maybe some who are watching this tonight have been faithful to do those two things. Maybe some who will watch this video tonight, Lord, have not been so faithful to meditate and memorize. Or maybe they don't even know what we're talking about when we say meditate upon God's Word. So, Lord, wherever they are as they watch this video, God, would you meet them there? Just encourage them. Strengthen them. Spirit of God, convict us as well. That we might begin to take your Word into our hearts on a more regular basis. Love you. Just thank you, God, again for your word. Speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stephen Cole writes, Meditation is to reading what digestion is to eating. Meditation is to reading what digestion is to eating. So, so you have a, a, a steak in front of you and you begin to want to eat that steak and so you cut off a piece of that steak you put that piece in your mouth and then you swallow it no you don't do that you you cut off that piece of steak you put that piece in your mouth and you begin to chew it right tasting and savoring the flavor of every bite by chewing that steak it enables us to swallow it and it also helps right our our digestive system to begin to really break that down. And so when we think about reading God's Word, we want to read it. We want to 
bring the Word of God into our hearts and lives, but as we read it, we didn't want to meditate upon it. We want to begin to memorize God's Word because those two things, meditation and memorization, helps the Word to become part of our life. And so I want to focus on those two things for a few minutes tonight. Number one, meditating on God's Word. Meditating on God's Word. What is meditation? David Mathis in his book, Habits of Grace, writes, We were made to meditate. God designed us with the capacity to pause and ponder. He means for us to not just hear Him, not only to read quickly over what He says, but to reflect on what He says and knead it into our lives. David continues, it is a distinctively human trait to stop and consider, to chew on something with the teeth of our minds and our hearts. Now the world has seized upon this activity of meditation. Right, Christians are not the only people who meditate. The world has seized upon this as well. And so it's important to distinguish Christian meditation from secular meditation. And there are some of those proponents of meditation who will say the purpose of meditation, in essence, is to empty your mind. It's to clear your mind. Whereas biblical meditation is not clear your mind or empty your mind, but rather it is to fill your mind with God and His truth. Donald Whitney defines meditation this way in his book on spiritual disciplines. He says, Meditation is a deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in Scripture for the purposes of understanding, application, and prayer. David Mathis writes, Meditation that is truly Christian is guided by the gospel shaped by the scriptures, reliant upon the Holy Spirit, and is exercised in faith. Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. There's a, a few verses I want us to look at as it relates to meditation. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. You're probably familiar with these beginning verses uh, in Joshua. Moses has died. Joshua is now to lead God's people. And so three times in the opening verses of Joshua chapter 1, we read the phrase, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong right, and very courageous. Now the key here as to how Joshua is going to be strong and courageous is found in verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. That the law of God is not to depart from Joshua's mouth, but he is to meditate on it day and night. We think of Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. We talked about this. A week and a half ago on Sunday morning where the psalmist says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates what? 
day and night. Meditation is so important for us that both Joshua and Psalms chapter 1 says we need to meditate on it day and night. We need to be thinking about God's Word throughout the day, all day long. It may be harder for us to concentrate today than it ever has been. There are so many distractions, so many things vying for our attention. You have the instant world news, right? You can get notifications on your phone all day long of breaking news. We have the television and music, our cell phones, right? Uh, iPads, computers, all of these things to distract us. Things are so chaotic, so hectic. Meditation on God's Word gives us the opportunity to refocus our thoughts, right? We can take our thoughts captive, the New Testament says. Christian meditation is less concerned with the posture of our bodies, more concerned with the posture of our souls. We're more concerned with the posture of our souls. So go to Psalm 119. Psalm, 1, Psalm 119. Let me just read several verses here in Psalm 119. And I just want you to think about what the psalmist is saying here. Psalm 119, verse 15. It says, I will meditate on your precepts. I will fix my eyes on your ways. Verse 23. Even though princes sit plotting against me. Right, the psalmist is saying, look, princes are plotting against me. Then look what he says. Your servant will meditate on your statutes. I'm not going to be focused on those who are plotting against me, but rather I'm going to meditate, focus on the statutes of God. Verse 27, make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. Meditating upon the wondrous works of God. Verses 97 through 99. Psalm 97 through 99 of Psalm 119. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. And then Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How do we get the word of Christ to dwell in us richly? We do that through meditation. We do that through reading and studying the word of God and then meditating upon the word. Now hear me, this is important. Bible reading and meditation is not about checking off the boxes. Maybe you've followed a reading plan before and you've printed out that form or you have it on your app and you, you check off as you read. I do that on my Bible reading app. I, I click the little circle and it puts a check mark there that I've read it. Bible reading is not simply about checking off the boxes. We read the Word of God. We meditate upon the Word of God because in doing those things, we commune with God. We have fellowship with God. We hear from God, and then we speak to God through prayer. So how? How do we meditate? Let me just give you five suggestions that may help you as you think about meditating upon the Word of God. Number one, select a passage. 
select a passage, right? select a verse, select a phrase, select a word that the Holy Spirit has impressed upon your heart during your reading time. Focus in upon that word, that phrase, that verse, and just think about it. So this morning I was reading in Revelation, Revelation chapter 3, and Jesus is speaking there to the seven churches. In chapter 3, he's speaking to the church in Sardis. In verse 4, it says this, If you will not wake up. If you will not wake up. So just begin to meditate for a moment upon that phrase, if you will not wake up. Begin to wonder, God, am I asleep? Do I need to wake up? Is your church asleep? Does your church need to wake up? Does the church here in the United States of America look more like Sardis, where, where we need to wake up? Right? Wake up, Jesus says to them. Are we asleep? And so that's one way to meditate, right? Is just to, to focus upon a word or a verse and just to begin to think through that. Another way that we can meditate is to think upon the person and the work of God or to think upon the person of Jesus Christ in the flesh or the work of Christ upon the cross. And we just think about these great things of the Bible and we come back to them and meditate upon them. Maybe you want to meditate upon a verse or a, a particular a phrase that would, would meet a personal need in your life right now. You just continue to think upon those things. The second suggestion is this. Rewrite it in your own words. Take that verse or that phrase, think of synonyms for some of those words. Restate the passage in your own words. Read it out of several different translations, King James, ESV, NIV, CSB, New Living Translation. One uh, paraphrase that I really like is the J.B. Phillips New Testament paraphrase. Right? Read it in different translations. See that verse. Begin to think about it. Number three. Look for application of the text. Look for application of the text. Ask yourself, how am I to apply this to my life? How am I supposed to respond to this text? Right? What difference does this text make in my life? The outcome of meditation should be application. As we're digesting that, meditating upon that, we should then apply it to our lives and it should change us. Fourth suggestion, pray through the text. Pray through that particular verse. Now I'm going to discuss this more next week as we think about praying and I want to help you to see how we can pray through the text, how the scripture determines how we pray. So whether you're in the Psalms or maybe in Colossians, think about that verse, that phrase, and begin to just pray through it. Let the verse guide your prayer time. And number five, don't rush. Take your time. Look, I understand that we're busy and we may not have a lot of time, we think sometimes, and so we may rush into it. But don't rush the meditation. And let me say this again. Meditation isn't about checking boxes. It's about communing with God. And it is better for you and I to read a small amount of Scripture and then meditate on it than to read four chapters of Scripture and not remember one word we read. So if you have to, take small sections of Scripture and begin to meditate upon them. And as you meditate, you'll begin to take more of the Word of God into your life 
The word of Christ will begin to dwell in you richly and you will be transformed. Right? So how do we bring the Bible into our lives? We hear the word of God. We read the word of God. We study the word of God. We meditate upon God's word. And then the fifth thing and the last thing I want to mention tonight is memorizing God's word. Taking God's word and hiding it in our hearts. Let me just read a couple verses. Uh, see Psalm 119. We go back to that, that long psalm. Psalm 119 verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. We think of Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22, 17 through 19. Listen to these words. Incline your ear, hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips. If all of God's words and God's commands are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. I have made them known to you today, even to you. How can the word of God be ready on our lips? It's by memorizing it. It's by taking the word of God into our hearts. Jesus sets the example for us in, in Matthew. Right? When Jesus is tempted in the wilderness, each time Satan tempts him, how does Jesus respond? With scripture. Right? Jesus knew the Old Testament. He knew it. And you and I need to apply ourselves to the Word of God so that we can begin to memorize God's Word. David Mathis writes, Learning the text by heart is secondary. Taking the text to heart is primary. So listen, we can learn the text. We can learn the text, and that is important. We need to learn the text. But we also then need right to, to take the text into our heart, hearts and lives. Not only to learn it, not only to be able to say, hey, I know what it says, but then to take it into our hearts, to be changed by it. And so one way we do that is through memorizing Scripture. So five suggestions for you as you think about memorizing Scripture. Number one, you can do it. You can do it. You memorize birthdays, you memorize phone numbers, you memorize addresses, you memorize names of your friends, or you memorize things. We memorize song lyrics. You know lyrics to hymns, to praise songs. You know lines from your favorite movies or your favorite TV shows. You may know the entire roster from your favorite baseball team, basketball team, football team growing up. We can memorize things. Now, many of us hate the thought of memorization, if we're honest. It takes us back to our school days, and we had to memorize things maybe for a test. Or maybe we just say, look, it's hard to memorize. And I'll confess, the older I get, the harder it is to remember things. But I really believe memorization comes down to motivation. How motivated are you? So hypothetically, keyword, hypothetically. Hypothetically, let's say on Sunday, I would give you $1,000 for every verse you memorized from now until Sunday. I'm not going to give you $1,000, but hypothetically, let's say I did. 
I seriously doubt most of us would show up to church and say, Pastor, I didn't memorize anything. You would probably right now turn off everything, maybe even shut off your phone and say, man, I could use $1,000, I'm going to start memorizing every verse that I can think of. And you may first go to Jesus wept, right? Shortest verse of the Bible. But you would begin to apply yourself to memorizing Scripture if you were motivated. If we were to hide God's Word in our heart, what more motivation do we need than that? Than to say, I need to memorize God's Word, that it would be in the forefront of my lips. Second suggestion is this, have a plan. Be intentional. As with reading God's Word, studying God's Word, meditating upon God's Word, you need a plan, right? So maybe it's one verse a week, one verse a day, one verse a month, 10 verses a year, whatever it may be. You can select verses on a particular topic. You can pick a verse of Scripture that you read that really spoke to you. You can memorize a section of scripture. Just have a plan. Be intentional. Third suggestion. Write out the verses. Take a piece of paper, an index card. Screenshot the verse on your phone. Have that verse uh, ready so you can put it before you. Maybe tape it to your bathroom mirror. Some people may even want to write it on the palm of their hand. I don't know. Just, just come up with a plan. Write that out multiple times keep it before you for suggestion find someone to memorize the verses with you right this is a method of accountability find someone and say hey i want to begin to memorize some scripture but i need some accountability will you help me find someone that you can work on these verses together man i love awana and i'm so excited that i get to be a part of it for the for the first time and it was awesome this past Sunday night to be able to to celebrate our our kids man who are learning verses who are taking the word of God and where are they storing it up in their hearts right and they're 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 reciting it and they come every Sunday night and they recite it right to, to the adults and and it's a, and it's accountability we're trying to encourage them memorize it seek that accountability and then number five lastly as we wrap up tonight Seek to understand and apply the text as you memorize it. Again, the goal is not to see how many verses we can memorize. Yes, we want our kids at Awana to memorize verses, but the goal is not for them to, to live the rest of their life just walking around, right, just quoting verses of Scripture, pointing out verses of Scripture, right? The goal is what? The goal is to have those verses and then to apply them to their life, to be changed by those verses. The goal is to memorize the Word of God so that the Word of God can transform our minds, our hearts, and our lives. So that's the question for you tonight. As we think about rooted, being rooted and built up in Christ, as we think about the Word of God, the living and active Word of God, the Word of God has been breathed out. Here's the question. How is the Word of God transforming your life right now? And here's the reality. If we're not hearing it, and we're not reading it, and we're not studying it, and we're not meditating upon it, and we're not memorizing it, the reality is the Word of God 
is not changing your life. But if we hear it, and if we read it, and if we study it, and if we meditate upon it, and if we begin to memorize it, and if we begin to let the Word of God speak to us, you know what's going to happen? It's going to transform your life. So brother, sister, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Let the Word of God begin to transform you. Take baby steps. Baby steps. But would you commit to meditating upon the Word of God? And would you commit to memorizing the Word of God? I hope and pray that you will. Now let me remind you, after I'm done praying, as you stop this video, spend some time in prayer. Would you just go to the Lord and just cry out to Him on behalf of your heart, on behalf of our church, on behalf of the, the church of Jesus Christ, on behalf of America and the world. And we just pray for God to do a great work in us. And we pray for peace and unity and justice. Would we commit to praying for those things? May we may begin, begin to pray for love, that hate would be removed from the hearts of people. That we would not be a people who are destructive, but a people who seek to, to uplift one another, to build up one another, people who listen to each other. Would you commit to pray? Let, let's close in prayer. Father God, hear your people, we pray, as we cry out to you, O God. Hear us. Hear us, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts, O God. Would you help us, Lord? We surrender to you. We submit to you. Hear us, O God. We humble ourselves as we enter into a time of prayer right where we are in our living room, in our car, however we may be listening to this. But hear your people. Hear your people as we cry out, O God, for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name we pray.